Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would have me behind the cross. Give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. God, I thank you for tilling up the follow grounds of our people's heart, that they may be receptive to the word of God like never before. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. I do have scriptures to give you, but my title is family. And I'm going to be talking about three types of families. And I'm going to be talking about David's family. I'm going to be talking about Aaron's family. And I'm going to be talking about Job's family. But before I get into that, I want to break down the definition of family. And it says right here, family, according to Wikipedia, it says the basic unit in society, traditionally consisting of two parents, it says rearing their children. And that's when they're saying about traditionally, they talk about a man or woman, but now you got man and man and woman and woman. So it's not traditional anymore. It's whatever that goes and whatever we accept and allow. We're talking about family. It says, also, any of various social units differing from but regarded as equivalent to the traditional family. It says a single family, or you can look at it as a church family. Another definition says a group of individuals living under one roof and usually under one head. Talks about a household. Another thing that you have now, you have people now, and they call themselves a family, but it's still not ordained by God. You got two people just in the house and had children together, but they're not talking about getting married. That's taboo. That's, that's something we don't need. So it's okay for me to drop some children and I just live with this man, live with this woman, but we don't have to have a Christian bond or a sacred bond according to the word of God because we're just doing our own thing. We have set up our own definition of family within ourselves, but one thing about it is you never realize what you're teaching your children in these various types of situations that you have ordained as family, as in a traditional family? Or are you talking about a, a family of a man or a man or a woman and a woman? Or you got a unit that has, that have even come into the place now that we don't have to be married. And that's a big thing that's going around now is that we don't have to be married. It's okay to be unequally yoked. It's okay to live and, and, and do anything that you want. It's okay to live any type of way that you want. It's okay to shock. It's okay to just fornicate and sleep around. And, and it's okay now, even that's a part of a family, but then it's okay now that a man or woman is allowing their partner to go out and have other people. And let alone bring them in the house underneath their children. Even if your children is not there, that spirit remains. You don't think a, a spirit is separate to the bedroom. 
It moves all around the house. Another definition says a group of people under, it says united by a certain conviction or a common affiliation, a fellowship. You are related, it says you are related by characteristics, biological DNA, and languages. And I'm going to break down these other definitions of family. It says a group of things related by common characteristics. A close related series of elements of chemical compound. A group of related languages descended from a single ancestral language. Let's talk about biological. Sometimes you just think that you're just birthing this stuff out and, and you, you know, you're talking about generational curses, but you really don't believe it because that's why it's not broken because you continue to go back into doing the same thing because one of the things that's happening with the family, not only is this a breakdown and the government and everybody else is a part of it and the satanic warfare that's already been set up to break down the, the family tradition and what if the, the family was meant to be because you got to understand, that's why women's rights came up into a big thing back in the, what, the 40s. They did that because they wanted to be empowered, but what it did was it separated the woman from her position, and that's why she thinks she's equal with the man. So you want to know why gay and all of this stuff is really going on? Because it's, one thing about it is when you break down the head, it causes other things to be fragmented. So you don't understand the dynamics, why the world is the way it is, because you don't have the revelation of the word. You need to understand and you need to go also, remember that history repeats itself. So you need to understand that you're trying to just do the Bible, but you don't have the revelation of Jesus Christ. And if you have a revelation of Jesus Christ, you will see that the world is committing the same sins as they did back in the days of the Bible. But you don't understand that because you can't live and understand the Ten Commandments. So all of these things are just a, a symptom of what God has said that he was going to do in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. So a lot of times when you are strong about something and you break off from what the word of God has told you to do, it causes everything else in your life to be fragmented. That's why each generation that you birth it out under your lineage becomes more fragmented because the sin has become more greater. People have a re terrible rebellious spirit. I don't understand why people think because they come to the church and pay their tithes and offering that you don't have a rebellious spirit. God will let you walk up and in and out of the church and everything else and sing in the choir and let you do everything, but you still got the rebellious spirit, but it's only so far you will go. This is why God is capping a lot of stuff now. That's why you can look and see preachers on TV will have no anointing, but yet they're still doing the same thing. They become ritualistic. They have caught up in, within their own self, and they think that because God is, is not judging it, God does not necessarily judge it as far as, as killing you. But what he does is we, we, he withdraws himself from you. But he will let the machine continue to operate. So you want to know why you're in your house still doing the same thing? Because you become a machine and you become a hollow shell because the Holy Spirit has withdrawn himself. Biological. 
Let's, before we go to that, let's talk about your characteristics. That's why you see that everything seems like everybody has the same characteristics in their family. If the whole family drinks and smokes, then that's with it. Or if the whole family is um, not married, then it seems like all of that falls through the family or whatever it is that is going on in their lives. They're a bunch of drinks, and a bunch of gamblers, a bunch of smokers. That's why all of these things continue to go on in the lives. And even if, you know, your mom and your dad was all of these type of things, you and your grandparents, it continues to flow down because it becomes that an altar has been built over a period of time. One thing about an altar, it has to be torn down and destroyed and cut up by fire. But if that altar continues to be added on because each generation continues to add on to the altar of the evil altar, because it's getting stronger because more people are coming underneath the cultivic, uh, cultist state of mind and consciousness or DNA of that evil altar that's set up in the family. So these characteristics breaks down the family when it's not cultivated by the things of God. What has happened is people have taken the things of God so lightly to now it is feathered down to a little, it's been watered down to a little of nothing. That's why each generation now is becoming less and less or more less faithless into God and less committed to the things of God. I want you to understand why all of these things are being set up in the family or in the community as you know. See, because you're going to church, but yet you're denying the power. You're denying the revelation and the understanding of what God is trying to release to the people because the people wants to have a traditional type of God, but God is beyond your tradition. God is a holy God. He sets the standards. He sets the... Uh, the um, the, um, the dogma, he resets all of these things up and we have to follow under what he is saying. But because you become so ritualistic in your mind, you don't understand that you have created another religion within God's religion and it's not going to stand. Biological, it says, of a member of a person family, genetically related, related by blood. Biology, the study living things and their vital processes. The field deals with what? All the cycle chemical aspects of life. So you're sitting there thinking y'all just arguing and screaming and hollering, fussing and fighting. It is deeper than that. And you can deny a child all day that you want. But if that child still has your DNA Still a part of that bloodline that is still your child. You just don't want to own up to it. That is just a reflection of what is already was in the house. So we want to turn a deaf ear towards it. But yet God said it's just an animalistic personality or the fake personality that you really present. So one thing about it is when you're trying to be so whitewashed, God allowed that same child that has the same DNA, the same characteristics, act out what you're trying to cover up. That's why your children have the same mental capacity that you have. I looked up the word capacity. It says the maximum amount that something can contain. And if you notice now, can't nobody take anything. I was in the church yesterday. The girl is not even 15 years old talking about she got anxiety. 
There's so much mental stuff that's going on. You need to really understand about the evil altar and what it really consists of. You need to understand that it, it's going to affect everything in your life. So it may not affect you like a certain way. It may hinder you financially. It may cause your mama to be sick in the body. It may cause your child to be mentally unstable. Then your grandchild wild as a beast. Capacity. Fully occupying available area or space. That is something about Satan when he comes in. He fully occupies everything. And then the next generation comes, you're going to find sickness, poverty, mind problems. It just repeats itself over and over again. And we see it, but yet we come to church, but yet we don't have the true power of Jesus Christ. We've been playing church too long, and now the hour has come now for the true believer to stand up and praise and worship God to get more power to overcome these satanic things that's happening in the earth. And the church is becoming more weaker than ever before. But yet Satan is becoming very stronger in his kingdom. A rebellious person is a dangerous person. And I want to say this, God is not a shallow God. He is a God of the deep. The deep calleth to the deep. Psalms 42 and 7 talks about that. But one of the things that I thought was interesting when I was looking this up, it says for his shallow waters means equal to or less than five feet in depth. So a lot of times we want to stay out there and where we can still see our feet. But anything deeper than that, we don't want to launch out into. So we continue to stay in shallow water, but yet you want a deeper type of power in God. And God does not work that way. We want God to always meet us where we are. God met you where you are when you first got saved, but now he didn't tell you to stay there. And when God asks you to go a little bit further, you don't have no strength. You tired, you weak, you mentally drained. You can't even do all of this kind of stuff. All of these things going on, but yet we want the greater things in God, but yet we don't want to launch out into the deep that God can come in, that he can change some things. If we just step out a little bit farther than where we are, God will do a lot of different changes in our home, even if our own mental state and capacity, the things that we're dealing with, but because we don't have a faith in God, or we'll have allowed our own prison within ourselves to keep us in a confined space, we will never come up into a greater place in God. you got to understand the Bible says we forever learn it, but never come up into the truth and knowledge. Why? Because there's a blockage there because of your faith. People now in church, they're not really people of faith. People in the back of the days, oh, they were people of faith and they moved according to faith. They had less education, but yet they had power. And those people got us into the place that we are. And now we are in a place now that we're dishonoring them because we have held back and we have gone back on the things that they have promised us and that everything that we have promised that we were going to do and keep our commandments and the things that our grandparents and stuff did. And we want to know why we're driving the best, wearing the best, but yet we're still stuck. And yet you don't even have enough energy within yourself to carry your child and pray for them for the next generation that they can birth out and make it and become into a place higher. 
Let's talk about David. You can go there, but it's David. That's 2 Samuel 13, but I'm really not going to go there, but you can go there. I'm just going to pull out some bullet points. When I look at David's family, I see a family dynamics and breakdown of not just lust, deception, and a Absalom spirit, which is a takeover spirit, and to cut off and disrespect the head. But David dishonored himself and the kingdom when he did wrong and denied it and tried to kill somebody to cover up his sins. So that brought judgment on God, on the God brought on him. And there was a few things that happened in David's family because of these type of things. One of the things that caused the breakdown is when it was a rape in the family. And when Amnon lusted after his sister Tamar. And what happened is when this happened, it caused a breakdown because David never dealt with the incest that happened in his house. We see that all the time. So why do you think this word is far from you? We see different things in our house, but yet we don't want to deal with it because we don't rock the boat. The boat is already sinking. And it caused Absalom to get upset. And Absalom stayed away and rebelled and David turned his head. You got to be careful about sweeping things underneath the rug. We have a tendency to sweep things underneath the rug over and over again. Why is it that we do not change our behavior patterns? One of the things, let me tell you how you, what shapes you, three things shape you. It's your parents, the Bible, and your life experiences. Those are the three things that shape you and who you are. And one of the things about it is we have a tendency to do what we have been shown and taught. And then we bring this into our home. We bring this into our marriage. We bring this into our relationships. Because that's the way we see mama and daddy do. But yet we are stronger in the word. The Bible says we may ever learn it, but yet denying the power. The letter of killing, but the spirit bring forth life. You got the spirit of Christ stronger than the last generation that came up. But yet you become powerless. But yet you have the power, but no demonstration of it. But yet we're jumping and shouting and speaking in tongues, but there's no power in it. There's, without faith, 
You cannot move into the spiritual realm in God. You cannot have faith in one thing, in one area, and then, okay, something else happens. you got to continue to strive even harder and stronger in order for you to continue to move about in these different realms of faith. you got to continue to swim out. you got to continue to launch out into the deep and understanding that even though I may be in shallow waters, but I'm going to stretch out and do something different than what my mom and my dad has taught me. And when Absalom murdered Amnon and then flee, David never dealt with it. David continued to do things in his life, in his family life, that it affected things. See, God will let some things stay contained in your house for a while, but then you can continue to move out in something, and then it has a tendency to move out into my kingdom or my business, my work area. That's why you hear people now on the phone, all you hear is them hollering and screaming on the job at their family member, somebody at the house with their children. Because it's gotten to the place that it wasn't dealt with and contained. Now God is letting it spread out. And now people are starting to see that you're not who you say that you really are. Because it spreads. One thing about sin, it spreads. Absalom undermines the king. This is why your children have a tendency to undermine you. Oh, that's another word, disrespect you in your own space. And you sit there and you put up with it and tolerate it because you don't have no power. But my mama didn't have not one tongue, but she knew to knock my tail down. And she kept the line drawn. And I knew that she was not my friend, she was my mother. You're so busy trying to lose something a lot of times we're focusing on what we're losing. Oh, I'm gonna lose my child, I'm gonna lose my son, I'm gonna lose my grandchild, let them go. Sometimes you got to be in a place that you let people go in order for them to find themselves. In that finding themselves, God will deal with them and then when God brings them back like the prodigal son, they will come back with respect with discipline, with life lessons, which we try to keep them from learning. Factors in Absalom's favor. David was old in age. I keep telling you, you're not going to be this age. See, when you're young, you have all the strength of fighting all the time. But now as you get older, your, your strength is not the same. But because you have not dealt with it, it gets stronger, but you have become weaker. That's why I've seen a lot of people now that they're older now, their children come in the house and tear up the house and take the money and everything else and leave the mom and dad in, in the house because the parents did not deal with that rebellious spirit. And now they're old in age and almost at the grave point. Now the children have no disrespect or regard for them. 
This is what happens when you don't deal with stuff and sweep stuff under the rug because you're not going to always be in this place. And, and we don't understand this. That's why we always have to continue to do what God has called us to do because God may have somebody else down the road to come in and take care of you. But because you've been in a rebellious state, God will put that plane that you didn't even want to deal with. He'll, he'll put you in the hands of it where you'll be subject to it. And all the abuse that comes along with it, God has a way of turning things around that you will understand his judgment. David's corruption spread out into the kingdom. David was rich and he became arrogant. And then David felt like, guess what? He already had so many wives. But he just had to have one more that didn't belong to him. And he had to have something. That's something about having your eyes fixed on your neighbor's house. Because even though you can have everything, but yet I got to get something else that's lesser. And corrupt and break down that house because I have everything else. One thing about being arrogant, pride, and rebellion, it brings on judgment from God. So he just had to have Bathsheba, which is Uriah's wife. And then that broke down the dynamics in the kingdom and the people started disrespecting David. Do you think that God would just like allow this thing to spread out into the kingdom and people not talk about it? Just like when you go at your job howling and screaming with your children. This is what happens all the time. Then the whole office starts talking about it. This is the same thing that happened. Why do y'all think the Bible is so far out? These things happen right now. But yet, God is studying now, broadening this because you're in a state of breakdown within the family dynamics and you have failed to take care of things. But we're constantly sweeping things underneath the rug. And do you know that Absalom state, when Absalom, when all of these things happened and David was living in kingdom, in the caves and all of this stuff, and when Absalom became king, it was not by God's choice. But because of the people and the people that, was, that, he, that he won over, he became king. But the thing about it is he did it for 10 years. See, when you read the Bible, it, you don't, it don't seem like it was 10 years. 10 years David suffered just because of Absalom. That ain't got nothing to do with Bathsheba and killing Uriah. So I'm going to tell you something. One thing that I've learned is God is patient. We forget what we have done. But God doesn't forget anything that we've done. He'll let it go on for years before he starts judging a thing. Let's talk about Aaron. That's in Leviticus, the 10th chapter, verse 1 through 13. What happened in Leviticus with Aaron's children? Nadab and Abihu. They, they, let's read it for a minute. 
Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took his censer and put fire in it, but incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. I'm going to tell you what God gave me about that. I'm going to deal with, this is what they sin. The Hebrew word for strange means unauthorized, foreign, or profane. God not only rejected the sacrifice, he found it so offensive that he what? Consumed the two men with fire. And it's very interesting. It says, non-religious, worldly, earthly. And this is what God was dealing with me about. Aaron's sons were already in a state of rebellion. They took their job as a family business, not God's business. One of the things about it is, is that I look at preacher's children or I look at people that's in the church family and they start taking things of God in a, in, a, in a loose type of way or earthly type of way. They do not cleanse or purify themselves, but they come in here and try to do different things and expecting the power of God to foul because they have desecrated and dishonored the things of God and now they want to know why God is pulling away where well, you can once pray, sing, and call upon the power of God and that power is not manifested because you have become comfortable with yourself and the anointing of God. One thing about it is I don't care how God uses me. I never become comfortable with the anointing because it's always subject to change. And I don't want to be an old, operating an old, old anointing when God is trying to release something new. A lot of times that's what happened is because Aaron's sons were used to doing this and God could have accepted it one or two times. But that one time, that was not what God was going to do. One thing about God, he'll give you space and opportunity to correct yourself. But when you don't correct yourself and you come in here and you operate in a place that you're just comfortable, you're just doing a family business or you're just doing something ritualistic, but you have dis disconnected the spiritual aspects from the physical aspects of it and now you've created something that God does not want to acknowledge anymore. Because all of the Levites that came from the womb were set aside to do the works at the temple. Just like you have preachers kids, they rebel you because they don't they can have a calling in their life, but guess what? They don't want to do it. So they rebel. You see it all the time. And some of them truly have a calling. Then we start treating different things as a family business and it becomes ritualistic. It's very easy to do. Because your mind, your subconscious become into a place that you can just used to doing something and you would disconnect it and you're just doing a function. But the spirit is not there. You become a robot. Let's talk about 
Job's family. I call it the party family. You can go to Job 1, 1 through 8, but I'm not going to go there that much. One of the things about Job, that he was offering sacrifices for his children. He was covering for them. And he knew what they were doing. So I see a lot of parents, they run to the church, they run into the altar, and they're always trying to cover their children's sins. You can't cover nobody's sin. Dirt can't cover dirt. It takes the blood of Jesus. So when you come to the altar in your flesh to ask God to forgive something your child has done, it is not of God. The Bible says, work out your soul salvation with fear and trembling. You have to work it out. You can pray that they have a mind of salvation. But you cannot cover somebody's skins. I don't care how you try. And Job was doing these things because he was a righteous man. Let's go to Job. Job 1. There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil. It says, and seven sons and three daughters were born to him. It says his possessions were 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels, 500 donkeys and oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. So that this man was the greatest of all the people of the east. Now his sons would go and feast in their house each on his appointed day and would sin, sin and invite their three sisters to eat, drink with them. So it was when the days of the feasting had run their course that Job would sin and sacrifice them and his says, and he would raise rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. God don't care about your will. He cares about your soul. So you can, each child had their own house. You can buy in the world, but you can't buy nobody's soul. And you can't save nobody's soul from damnation. You're looking at the outer part, but God judges the heart. And this is what happened. We're so busy trying to have the perfect family. That's why you find so many people now, parents spending all kind of money going to the lawyers to keep their children's name out of the papers, out of the courtrooms. But you notice when you continue to bail somebody out, 
they continue to get stronger and stronger in that sin. That's why it's good to let them fall. Because in the fall, there's a learning lesson. You worried about what they're going to do to them in prison. You should, they should have thought about that themselves. You did not bring that judgment. They brought that judgment on themselves. So when they fall, that's part of the judgment and the lesson. You too busy trying to clean it up. You can't clean up a broken and a contrite spirit. It has to be delivered and set free. It has to acknowledge its sins. It has to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Sometimes they come out to be a better person in the end. Your prayers will usher them into that place of right standings in God, subconscious and a conscious state of mind. But you're trying to do it in the beginning, but you don't want God to take over because everybody was born in sin and created in iniquity and shaped in iniquity. How can you fix that? Because it came out of your womb does not make you God. You're just a vessel that God used to bring it forth. You're not the creator of life. Jesus is. And Job had a crazy wife. Job 2, 2 verse 9 tells you that. She told him to curse God and die. So don't tell me not only do you have a crazy family, now you got a crazy wife or a crazy husband. All marriages are not sanctioned by God. I know people that's married, they can't stand each other. But they leave out that house, they all huggy dirty and loving and everything else. Get behind closed doors, they cussing and fussing and calling me. But they give the appearance. They give the appearance with their children, so we teach our children how to be fake and phony. But then you always got one that's coming up rebellious. And they go around telling everything in the family. What you trying to hide? And then you say, no, they lie. They just mad at so-and-so. But it ain't like that. You continue to do it. But yet you won't come to God about the situations and the problems. And you want to know why we got Aaron's in the family. We want to know why we got David's in the families. Because we fail to deal with stuff. We fail to deal with our bloodline. Job's wife didn't care about him. She didn't care about his soul. Why would your wife or your husband tell you to do something against God and die? Let me read you this. Then his wife said to him, Job 2 and 9, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. Integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. The very essence of you. Have you ever married somebody or been with somebody? They're asking you to give up your essence. 
that change your nature or your characteristics. That's why you got to be careful who you pair yourself up with. Because what they demand, you will give up, especially when you become one with them. I told you you can have two people in a relationship. There's always a spirit that's ruling over, whether it's a man or woman. So do not think that because you get married that that man is in control. It may be that woman. There's always to be a higher-ranking spirit. You just pray that it's governed by God. Look at what she was demanding of him. And this is what it is. Parents trying to cover up your kids' sins with their own sins. What do you mean by that? How can you cover up sin? And you, one of the things about it is when you're not delivered, you're going to cover it up. So how can your sins wash out your children's sins? It is both dirty. You need the blood of Jesus. You just faking yourself out. Okay, this is what you tell yourself. Because I got power in Jesus and, and he's in me and I, and I got the Holy Ghost so I can ride it out. No, you can't. I'm going to tell you something. God does not give nobody in this earth authority over his word and what he has commanded and ordained. Please get the prosperity gospel, name it and claim it. Everything that you say and do is going to manifest. The devil is alive, right there, still filthy and sin. Some things God does not give to man because he knew we are human and we were error and fail. I'm going to stop there. But it's something else that I want to read. This is Family and Friends Day. And our theme is always on the flyer. It says, family is not just your home, but connecting with people with like minds, like spirits, and like beliefs. When all of this is said and done, our earthly family will be disintegrated. But we're going to all be one family in heaven. And that's what's really going to matter. We have to truly understand this. That heaven is your goal and your aim. But God is giving you assignments, duties, and responsibilities in the earth to perform. You will be held for it. You will be judged for it. And you will be standing before the judgment seat for it. I used to look at my mom. And I used to think she was mean. I used to think she didn't know nothing. She wasn't educated. My aunts them had this and this and that, but I look back over it. My mom kept her house better than the educated. And she never stopped serving God. She never let go of her duties in heaven, and she was the stronger one. See, our eyes would deceive us. But by and by, the truth is going to stand the test of time. I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.